Hey, Bob and Joyce listeners. Today, we take on the topic of mentoring, the upside, the downside, and why some mentoring programs work, but why many fall short of the mark. This is absolutely a critical conversation because mentoring is at the heart of the growth and development, not only of all of us as individuals, but of an organization's success. So come on in, grab a snack, welcome to a conversation that gets a little messy, but there is a nugget or two. Hello. Hey, Joyce. How are you? <laughs> we sound a little droopy. Well, that's <laughs> why I felt I felt a need. <laughs> you know, sometimes we, we start saying like, hey, Joyce, like, hey, you again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the truth is, we just had a great conversation before this on life, which we think, wow, that's what we should be recording. But here we are. And um, what came up in our conversation was to talk about mentoring uh, and mentor programs. And I looked at Bob and said, oh, I hate them. (laughs) (laughs) She really did. So we thought it might be a good idea to talk about. I love coaching people and I love mentoring. I just hate being assigned somebody to mentor. I get rebellious. They get rebellious. I don't know. I've never had one work. Since college, I've never had because we had people well, assigned to us. I was, a, you know, ugh. anyway, I, I don't know why I bulk and I have never seen it work formally. Yeah. So here's the challenge. Uh, if you're out there listening and you have an incredibly powerful and impactful mentorship program within love your organization, it. bring it on. We would love to have you as a guest because, yes, Joyce, I'm with you. I have... Uh, I see the resistance. Um, sometimes there's an unevenness in how uh, you're not co-equals. One's the expert, the other one's the student. It's a uh, it's a bad blind date. You know, actually, I think blind date and planned marriages. Uh, that that's what I think about when I think about mentorship programs. I had no idea that that was your position on it when we started this. Talk. I know. Well, oh my gosh, we're alive. How do we reconcile what I think is the importance in developing um, talent? Mentoring is a real important element. So how how do we both advocate and support the idea of mentors and mentoring uh, and outside of a formal design program? Well, I think it's cultural. Yeah. And I know that we created a culture that had everyone a learner, everyone a teacher, each one teach one, so that there was a learning environment that equalized people and yeah. also created a permission. When you, I, I can remember uh, wanting to learn about pricing, so I went to Tom Butterfield to learn about the difference between cost and pricing. Um, and tiered, you know, shelves and all that. I there was an atmosphere, or I created it for me that I could knock on somebody's door, any door that I knocked on, I I got in. But there was at first a feeling that you shouldn't do that, and I think we created an atmosphere of what was it? It was proud learner, humble teacher. Yes, yes. Proud learner, humble teacher. And uh, by the way, we created that not 
uh, the cafeteria table alone, we brought together a global group of what, a hundred? Yes, yes. And, and created that atmosphere. So I think that it's, it has to be known that it's an obligation for everybody to be a humble teacher if somebody knocks on your door so that you're not stuck with one mentor <laughs> in one area. Ask anybody anything. Get on the calendar and ask. And then when we evaluate how our work is gone, you can get dinged for not being available to people. Yeah. For I, I, I think the culture part of it is really important. I think uh, when I look, or at least reacting to what you just said, uh, I see most people being very generous with sharing their knowledge or their mm -hmm. wisdom. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think there's uh, 95, 96% of the people that are out there, uh, not that they're advice monsters and tell you what to do, but are generous so that when that knock on the door comes uh, and you uh, are there to learn something, most people will give you the time of day. Especially if it's sort of content oriented or problem oriented. And um, I know that occasionally with me, it was manipulative. Yeah. Like, this is how I get to know Joyce and how she can influence people about how good I am. Am I telling the truth? Does that happen? Oh, I think so, for sure. And you, you But it's not bad. No, no, no. And you, you said on a previous podcast ah! uh, about being immersed in the organization and knowing the organization. Oh, Mm -hmm. And you, you talked about knocking on people's doors and getting curious and saying, how, how does this pricing work? And you were very good at doing that. And I think the culture allowed it, but I think you uh, created, um, you know, the energy to, to have those relationships form. Well, it, I think also for HROD practitioners, being hungry to learn about the business yes. matters. If you're internal, you've got to know and love the business. I loved food retailing. I love food. I like crazy people that can work fast. <laughs> hey, Joyce, not to not to put down other industries, but after banking and utilities, you, you know, you only had one way to go, loving food. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I remember uh, after being in the public sector, yeah. uh, going to a, a workshop, and um, <laughs> I kind of said, wow, because we stayed in a really lousy hotel and had pretty lousy dinner. And I said, wow, I thought private sector was going to be like, wow. And they all laughed and said, this is food retailing, baby. We got like a 2% margin. Enjoy your takeout. So <laughs> anyway. Well, you know, one thing that did work, um, so I'm going to distinguish, uh, you know, sometimes in programs or when groups came together, uh, we created what we called learning partners. Oh, yeah, that you know? sure did work. And, and sometimes it was twos and sometimes it was three people. Yeah. But those seem to work, like co-consulting and working with one another. Does yeah. that fit into this conversation about mentoring? Yes. It's how do you learn and get better and who helps you? And rather than attaching you to one person which can get awkward. Yeah. I, I'm here to say I can name the name and he knows it too, <laughs> that I was a lousy mentor because other things would take precedent. Whereas if somebody, if it was up to me to initiate yeah, and I was drowning in my own work, 
I didn't get it on the calendar. Yeah. And then if you sat for a while, I set up regular lunches and frankly, we didn't click. Yeah. There's a lot of reasons the, the formal programs don't work. I, I'm part of an. Yeah. yeah. Also. Um, yeah. Keep going. Well, I was just going to say, uh, reinforcing what you just said, uh, I'm part of an entrepreneurial team that helps uh, budding entrepreneurs get their businesses up and running. And part of it is a mentoring program. And we're four years into it. We have our fourth cohort coming up, and we still haven't figured out this mentoring thing because we've, we've done it the traditional assign, six-month yeah. period of time. Yeah. And, and we have just struggled, struggled, struggled mightily. Um, because Who doesn't of, show up? Uh, well, I think it's I think it's shared. Sometimes mm-hmm. we put the onus on the graduate yeah. to own reaching out and pulling that person in, so they own the first uh, uh, reach out. And sometimes that doesn't happen. But equally as often, uh, the person who is signed up to be a mentor for whatever reason falls short of the commitment. So there, I said it. Well, I think the onus is on the learner. Yeah. And I say learner. And and creating a culture that sets learners free to roam in whatever they want. And it took me a while. Seriously, I was kind of bashful. I wasn't sure. The best thing you could do is ask to ride with the district manager if you wanted to learn about the industry. Yeah. And then, and once I learned there was going to be a new format group, I wasn't invited to be part of that. I just said, went to my, to Kathy and said, I am so excited about that. Can I please just sit in? I want to learn about the business. And then they, they, I ended up facilitating. I was going to say, they put you to work for sure. Yeah, they did. Yeah. And, um, so you have to jump over your own ego to learn too and yeah. and and to i don't know because the culture isn't always going to work yeah you, you know uh, so I, distinguish this for me i was part of an organization where we created the norm that every senior executive uh needed to be mentoring someone yeah and so it was kind of a quasi uh formal program and, and that had fits and starts, uh, you know, so I, when I think about culture and how do you create a culture where mentoring naturally happens and evolves and is promoted, um, we try to do that with the top leadership of the company. And it, for the reasons that we've talked about so far, it came short of the mark. Is there, so what are cultural elements where I'm going uh, that create the, the likelihood of these uh, connections? Well, a true learning culture. Would you define what a oh, learning culture? I knew culture? you were going to do that. Well, I'm, it's, it's, I'm, I know I'm reaching. I'm reaching. I'm not in my office. I want to get the because you know I did a <laughs> I did a board presentation. Yeah, the first woman ever to present to this particular board with all. And um, I remember you were filling their coffee at the same time. Well, that was a different board meeting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Joyce, you're presenting on diversity and inclusion, but could you please change the temperature in the room and get fresh coffee? Oh, yes, since I'm the only one in the room, only woman, let me get right on that. <laughs> no, this, um, gosh darn it. Well, high, high demand and permission for feedback. Yep. Easy um, 
fluidity. Oh man, easy fluidity among levels of the organization. Guess what? That was a call from a supermarket. <laughs> nice. You're yeah. ready. Oh. <laughs> Clean up, spill in aisle 10, spill in aisle 10. Every grape counts. <laughs> <laughs> So you, you, you were just sharing. Yes. High, a, a high um, feedback environment yep. where anyone can talk to anyone, anyone can ask. Yeah. Um, feedback oriented to learning, non-punitive feedback. Clarity on um, the demand for being a humble teacher and a proud learner. A highly interactive, across functional um, relationships. And once again, self initiative. You want to learn? Ask. Yeah. You don't want to learn? Sometimes you're just kind of like, oh, I have a lot going on in my life. I do not want to grow this year. That's valid. Mm, no, for sure. And, and relating the learning in some way to any. Uh, formal review. Yeah. What have you done in terms of being a humble teacher? What have you done in terms of being a proud learner? Have you responded to learners? Have you knocked on the door to learn? So it, it equalizes the playing field. You know, I, um, and I know we were talking about culture. I'm wondering whether uh, in your performance management, you can create the expectation and I know you sure. said some years you don't want to learn. I'm just going to, I've got other things going, but create the expectation that you're, you're growing or at least you're uh, becoming. And include, include that as a question. Yeah, what, I, that, that's where I was going. And, not what and, workshop did you go to, but what have you learned that's been helpful in doing your job and how did you learn it? And yay for you if you knocked on somebody's door. Yeah. How have you been a, a humble teacher? How or also a humble learner if you are not executive. I had quite a few people come to me to <laughs> find out what OD was. Yeah. You know, um, one guy came in and said, look, I know how to be a dictator. And I know you're spreading this thing in this company. I don't get it. And I don't know how to do it. So, you know, that was terrific. You know, when I... So this is an, another uh, form of mem mentoring that I think we as HROD professionals, I think you were seen as a trusted advisor. That That's probably a better. When well, we, yeah. yeah, when we were looking at shifting uh, the leadership uh, in terms of less command and control, more participative, yes. uh, I, I saw you as someone that could help both individuals and we as a group evolve. And I would say I was teaching. Okay. Yeah. And also one of the ways when you talk about culture, I had a strong orientation that stayed steady, whether I was working with one person or 300. And that's really how you um, get a cohesive learning culture. Yeah. But you can't change, and the orientation was very small d, democratic, high 
conversation, I reflection on what's gone on, all of that. So, yeah, a couple episodes. No, let's come back to mentoring for a minute because I feel bad because so many companies have mentoring programs now, and also, especially in their diversity and inclusion. Yes, and there are a lot of um, groups. I should have said, can I be the oldest white woman in the company group? Could I have that group? I had no idea I was the oldest woman. <laughs> I never do. Oh it could be my office decorations. Um, so they serve a purpose, I think, for support to get people to go out and ask the questions or to pull people in. I, I would hope... Uh, I would hope, and the need is there now, to strengthen voices yeah. of groups of people that feel they need co-support to go forward and, and learn. And, and, yeah, and maybe those groups would change over time. But I view those as uh, grounding places, courage-giving places, in yeah. order to go out into the organization and learn and create change. So that's different than, I, I say, let's kill the word mentor. <laughs> do you know what it means? Well, I do. It, um, I'm looking it up. Well, I, I think it connotes a lot of um, power. I know. Well, it says trusted advisor. Okay, that's pretty good. Well, let me ask you this, um, and we're close to time. Can yeah, I feel like this has been really muddy, and we're going to have to muddy, do a muddy, really muddy. good catch-up. Well, well, I one, I think we should have someone on the show that has had a mentoring program that or had a strong mentoring culture that can mm -hmm. help set us straight, because you're right, it's been a murky conversation. Um, yeah. You know, hey, we said you're going to hear us uh, the way we are, the good, the bad, the indifferent, and uh, sometimes rambled. <laughs> uh, uh, so I'm, I'm, we should end now, but I'll ask the question. Before we get into a further mess. Can a boss be a mentor? I know automatically, you can. Automatically should be. Okay, I agree. Coach feels better, but mentor, sure. Help how to guide and advise. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I have really seen, I know of a mentor program that worked at Maine Medical. I think it's a stage in growth. Yeah. For creating a learning culture. There you have I'm, it. I'm stopping there. Okay. And every great <laughs> boss that I had was a coach slash mentor, trusted advisor to me. And uh, thank God for that. So, okay, Joyce, uh, till the next time. Wait a minute. We're going to end with this. Okay. End with this. Proud learner, humble teacher. Go forward. Go, go forth and be and teach and learn. Thank you for joining us on the Bob and Joyce podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode and picked up an idea or two to go forward and do great work. For more information, please visit us at bobandjoyce.com. If you like today's podcast, please click subscribe. And even better, 
give us a quick review on Apple Podcasts. It supports us and helps others define the show. If you'd like more ODHR content, please follow us on Facebook by searching for Bob and Joyce Podcasts. Until the next time, be well and be safe.